0: The one second when you talk about three, two, one tempo. The one second is your concentric movement. So, for instance, in a bicep curl, that's when you take the weight and you lift it up. That's. I just got really distracted because that there's pumpkin spice spam <laughs> 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 oh on the TV. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Spiced up breakfast. So this man. fall you can pick up pumpkin spice spam. That sounds or Mel terrible. is making it. Wow. We might have to get a curtain here because that that (laughs) just distracted me. (laughs) What was I even talking about?
1: Hey,
0: what's up, everybody? Ryan Waters here with Shred KC. My man Aaron Simpson and Slick Nick as always. Gonna do it without him coming back at you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's episode on uh, sleep and recovery. Maybe you guys took some of the tips we told you and you're sleeping better. Uh, maybe not, but you guys should. Or now the listeners' bunch of gummy bears the other day. Did you did you sleep good with your gummy bears? I did. I felt so good. yeah, that's good advice. So uh, today we're going to come at you guys with, uh, I'm going to get back on my pedestal and I'm going to preach uh, about form and tempo and technique because from just feedback in our gyms, uh, a lot of people have squatting different. A lot of people are you know slowing down. They're not talking as much during class. So it's I think it's catching on, but how many times do you have to hear something before you actually remember it?
2: Is that nine times or something like that?
0: Seven or nine. Something. 21 days to form 100 of, like, know, <laughs> <just kidding>. yeah <laughs> maybe so, that's just maybe that's just me yeah because some of you listened to it one time and then you may forget so we're going to touch on some of the bigger ones again today talk about the importance of the mind muscle connection and everything but slick nick's going to start us out yep. with a opening question
3: we got the listener question we gotta start off with that what is the difference between weight loss and body recomposition
0: okay so weight loss Excellent is you question. actually jumping on the scale and dropping weight so that means you're going you're you know you're losing weight. So and uh, when you when weight loss can be fat loss and it can be muscle loss. Okay? So and it could be water weight loss. So there's a lot of different factors that go into weight loss. Body recomposition is to where you're dropping fat and putting on lean muscle mass, which it's possible. I mean, it's like a lot of people think that like that's that's like impossible thing to do because most of the time you're in a a calorie deficit so you're not be able to build the muscle that you want but it is possible especially for newbies people that just getting into strength training and lifting the correct form feeding your body right getting enough protein enough carbs that you can it is possible to building body mass and then burn fat that's the goal I mean we want or I mean some people want weight loss obviously Uh, but also when you do that, you could be losing muscle, but most of the time it's body recomposition. It was what everybody's going for.
2: Right. When I hear people that talk about like kind of hitting a plateau and it's been two or three weeks or four weeks and their weight hasn't changed. First question I ask, are your clothes fitting differently than they did four weeks ago? Yes. Okay, so now you're doing body composition. So now the shape of your muscle is changing as opposed to just dropping at inches mm-hmm. of, off of your body.
0: Absolutely. And I've, I've measured people's body fat for a long time. Th- I've pinched thousands of people's fat. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of pinches. I think I might just save that clip right yeah. there in, in bars. I've <laughs> pinched a lot of fats. And I, I've, had, I've had clients that are getting on a good meal plan, that are eating enough protein, good carbs, good fats. And eating the calories they need, and then they start strength training. They start strength training the right way, and and they don't see the scale move, and they get frustrated until I pinch them again, you know. And I don't I don't fib on my pinches. Like when I pinch, like I don't I don't tell you what you want to hear to keep you around. Like if you don't lose body fat, then I'm going to tell you. But there's so many people that have maybe lost two pounds when I you know on the scale and but then when i pinch them they've lost 3 or 4% body fat so then you show them their lean body mass and versus their fat mass when you get their body fat percentage and then it's like oh okay that's body recomposition
2: i notice that a lot like people come up to me like in the summer man you look like you're leaning down have you lost weight no no nope. i haven't lost nope. any weight i'm the same same weight but body composition is different just as i'm losing body fat
3: yep yep can I, ask, can I ask? the dumb question of the the, the newbie guy, right? And uh-huh. I don't do any of this, so like, I, I'm still trying to weight loss, right? Yep. So, but I've even noticed, even just like you know, the way the the belly hangs, it, like the shape's different, right? Yeah. The, it, but <laughs> the way the belly. hangs. <laughs> hey, look, look. <laughs> I have been honest here. I'm a fatty. <laughs> We're trying to change that, uh-huh. but I mean, is that is that what you're talking about? Because like sometimes, I mean, I notice the pants do fit a little better, but I mean, you know, like, I still got the belly. hmm is, yeah. is that, is that kind of what you're talking about? I'm trying to figure out how to say this. So that those of us that don't know what you could like body recomposition, that, that doesn't mean much to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: right now with without you working out. Yeah. And you know, and with you still being on a lower carb diet, then you're probably just f- losing fat. Okay, and that's why the skin's feeling different, but your waist is going in. Once we get you into strength training and you start to build that muscle, then the weight, and the weight will be skewed because of the muscle mass you're building compared to the fat you're losing. So it's not all just about weight loss when you think about what you're trying to do physically because that's not, I mean, unless you're, you know, unless you're really obese and you're just going for weight loss, then, then it's more about body, comp- body recomposition than it is weight loss, than it is the scale. Especially, I mean, especially when you get, you know, to where you want to be as well. You know, I hover between, you know, 130 and 150. All the time, mm-hmm. you know, in my body composition. 130? Just, wow. no, whoa, no, not, yeah. whoa, <laughs> whoa, that's a, that's a big swing. A, that's a big swing. Something's <laughs> wrong with that no, set. right this there. is all air. He's got like these
2: little things he pumps up. It's not yeah. like the old Nike yeah. Air, oh, yeah. remember the pumps? Oh, yeah, the pumps. <laughs> <laughs> Those were Reeboks. <laughs> <laughs> Reeboks, yeah. dang it. I don't know why I say that all the time. People are like, how, <laughs> how much you
0: weigh? I'm like, 130? They're like, they look at me. I'm like, yeah. And I don't realize that I say 130. Yeah, yeah, it's 230. I have around 230 to
2: 225 all year round. Yeah,
0: all year round. Because then you just change yeah. your body composition. Now,
2: I don't know why I just like throwing myself on the bus and sound like an idiot, but I'm going to tell you a story about how I know my body composition has changed. When you shave and you shave your stomach, uh-huh. I'm never ever overweight. I never, I'm always lean all winter around, but when I shave around my belly button in the winter, I don't have to be careful. Never cut it. When I get lean in the summer, uh-huh. I have to be really careful or I'll cut the crud out of my belly button and yep. I look down and I'm bleeding. You know yep. what I'm talking yep. about? Yeah, I do know Because now about. you have such little, you're so tight and you have such little skin that now uh-huh. you have to be careful you'll end up nicking it
0: oh yeah and this, this i don't know
2: why i just like yeah, to
0: make the, myself look like an well, alien, I mean, a, hey guess what this is probably gonna sound really douchey so don't judge me but like <laughs> I, I was shaving up my stomach the other day too because i just get a little peach fuzz but with my abs and inst- like i have to push my stomach out like i'm pregnant to be able to, to, get, to, in the around, to get in yeah. the creases yeah and not the fat creases the, it's kinda the muscle like on, creases it's so. kind of like <laughs> on your it back. sounds real douchey but it's the fact this though. is the okay. problem i don't have you gotta spread your back open when your wife
2: shaves your back too to get in the creases of the back to yeah like she's got to <laughs> spread your butt crack open too she goes in there <laughs> i don't let her go there but i anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or if you get it waxed There's There are some
0: areas you can take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. When I was getting my facial the other day, the chick was talking, she didn't name any names for HIPAA or whatever, but she was talking about how she does Brazilians and how it's Ooh. very, very interesting, like with Spread Eagle. So that's a way different than cutting your belly button on really? how I got there, but let's move on. <laughs> How'd your body composition change? I have less hair in that area. <laughs> I had a little weight loss because I was hairy like a bear. <laughs> I've seen some guys that might drop oh, 10 yeah. pounds if you, they got shaved oh, yeah. up. Oh yeah, they're like wearing their sweater at the pool. Oh,
2: it's <laughs> lovely when they want to give you a hug at the pool, and you're like,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, wow, we went off we we the rails. Where are we? Where talking? are we? I'm so hot right now I'm here too. <laughs> I mean, if you could feel my hands and my arms right now, it's okay. like I feel like I've taken a shower in here. We're, we need to bring. That I have you, you need to bring Amy's box fan. You need to bring Amy's box fan. I'll have to get
2: another one. If That's not there when I get home. I might as well leave. <laughs>
0: all right so let's let's that might be loud in the background yeah right let's let's uh, revisit i don't know what episode this was that we talked about it but form technique you guys need to hear it again okay because i still see it in my gym i still see it anywhere i go if i go to another gym hotel gym anything people you're not focusing on what you're doing in the gym enough you need to slow down your movements, you need to focus, you don't need to be talking, you don't need to be laughing. I just noticed that the, like today I was working out, okay? And I knew we were gonna be talking about that, this today in the podcast. So in my mind, I was going back and forth from just going through the motions where I was just not even thinking about what I was doing. I was squatting, coming up, not thinking about squeezing my glutes, not like cueing myself, I was working out. I was just going, I was just taking a kettlebell and squatting. And then the next set I would take it and I would cue myself, I would go real slow tempo, I'd come up, get a muscle contraction. And I got more out of half the reps than I did if I was just going through the motions. It was amazing. So uh, I wanted to do that today. So we could talk about that on the podcast about how it's just amazing how much faster your muscles burn, how much faster you get a pump because you're actually con- contracting the muscles you're trying to use, mm-hmm. and so it's it's taken a long time to get there. Like I, probably you working out your whole life, like you probably just went through the motions a lot. Sure. I really just figured this yeah. out a few years ago. So I think when you're younger, you can
2: do it. you yeah. can push. You can push through the muscle, and you're going to grow. But you get to a certain point in just in muscle growth where you're just not going to grow anymore unless you're going to do that. Absolutely. You know, watch your form.
0: Yep. And, you know, your body's really smart, so you recruit muscles that you're not trying to use. And I'm going to talk about some common movements that people just completely butcher. And at our gym, on our social media, we're starting to put out some workout videos where I'm explaining your form. We've started doing that, and we've gotten some good feedback from that. So actually seeing how to do the motions – but so many I people. I think that's
2: important for some people because some people listening to our show may have never even tried some of these exercises. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's a reason why you don't know how to do the form because you just have never done it before. Yep. So that's also we don't. I mean, there are going to be people. Yeah, if you've worked out for ten years, you should you should know form by now. If you're newbie, then yeah, form is going to be something that that's why you need a coach or somebody teaching you how to do
0: it. Yep. And if you're a newbie getting into this. Don't try to be a hero and grab really heavy weights, like just getting into it. Focus on your body weight, focus on really light weights, really slow and controlled, and then you can increase the load as you go. I see it too many times in my classes, and I have to go tell people to drop the weight and grab lighter because they grab whatever weight the person in front of them did when their person in front of them has been working out for a lot longer and they try to do the same weight with terrible form. Half range of motion, uh, you know, like recruiting the wrong muscles, using momentum. You know, the worst thing that you can do is do a half squat, like a half squat is only going to activate your your quads, it's not going to even hit your glutes if you do a half squat. I see it all the time, like lunges. People go down halfway because they have too much weight. Mm-hmm. You start trying to press weight above your head, and you arch your lower back really bad because you can't actually physically get the weight above your head. So take take a step back, y'all. And uh, and it's been very humbling for me because I've been an athlete my whole life. Explosive Olympic movements like hang cleans, heavy squats, like max out on bench, and it take it, It's it's hard because when you do slow down the form and you do slow down the tempo that you have to drop your weight really in half, but you can get more out of it with half the weight. And when you do that, when you do the right form, then that's going to massively reduce your risk for injury as well. And so you're going to be able to pinpoint the, the muscle you're trying to use. And we've talked about the three, two, one tempo. Okay. And I'll explain that again is, you know, you have your different muscle movements. So the one second when you talk about three, two, one tempo. The one second is your concentric movement. So, for instance, in a bicep curl, that's when you take the weight and you lift it up. That's. I just got really distracted because that there's pumpkin spice spam <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> on the TV. I'm sorry about that. Ooh, spiced up breakfast. <laughs> so damn. this fall you can pick up pumpkin spice spam. That sounds
1: horrible. Hormel terrible. is
0: making it. Wow. Mm. We
2: Uh, might have to get a curtain here, because that that just distracted (laughs) me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what was I even talking about?
1: The oh,
0: that, up tempo. Oh, so your concentric motion. One second. So when you're curling, whether you like whether you curl up for one second or three seconds on your contractual movement, you're not going to get any more muscle breakdown. So that's the that's the motion that you can go the fastest on. But if you go too fast on the concentric mo- uh, movement, you're going to use momentum. You know. So if you're trying to curl really fast, swinging, swinging, yep, swinging those things. But you're two second in that whole tempo is your isometric hold. Okay, so your isometric hold is where your muscle fibers are contracted. So, like, uh, uh, if my arm's straight my muscle fibers are relaxed, that's not isometric hold if I'm at the bottom of my rep. But if I come up two inches, I could do isometric hold two inches up. I can do isometric hold halfway up. I can do isometric hold completely contracted. But that's really going to take... Be able to make the mind-muscle connection to where, okay, I am flexing my bicep as tight as I can. So that's going to be two seconds. And then three seconds is your eccentric. And that's going to be the most important in terms of everything, your muscle breakdown, your control of the rep. And like I'm just going to dissect the bicep curl right now because people butcher bicep curls. You know why? They get their shoulders involved. Okay, so when you're doing a bicep curl, how I cue my clients to correctly do a bicep curl is you stand straight up. Okay. You stand up, everybody do this if you're listening. Sit up, okay. I want you to have your chest out. So kind of stick your boobs out to this out as far as you can, and then retract your shoulder blades. Okay, when you're getting ready to curl, have your arms down completely straight. Okay, lock them out. And you know you can you know your arms are locked out if you can flex your tricep. Okay, so if you flex your tricep, so if if you even bring your arms up to where not contracted, try to flex your tricep there. See how you can't do that? Okay, so make sure you go full range of motion so that bicep is completely extended. So you want full extension to full contraction. But what you want to think about when you do bicep curl is somebody takes a belt around your chest and your upper arm and tightens it. Okay, so you can't move that upper arm and you still have your chest out. Okay, now pull up the weight okay and the biggest mistake i see here is people try to pull the weight up too high so if you have if you have the weight up too high to where basically it's up vertical your forear your upper arm is up vertical you not you're, you don't have isometric hold on your bicep because it's basically like a table leg holding up the tabletop you relaxed yeah now it's relaxed okay so so if you looked at me, like if you watch me do bicep curls at the gym, I do my form is impeccable, just like just like I try to do one with everything. But it like if you looked at me, you'd probably think, oh, he's doing a half rep. When in all reality, my bicep is completely mm-hmm. contracted. But the way it looks from the side is it's not. Yeah. But when you go up too high, you're gonna get what's your that elbow is gonna elevate and you're gonna get your shoulder incorporated it. In. So you wanna make sure those upper arms pin to your side, chest out. Come up, squeeze two seconds, and then keep your bicep, think about keeping your bicep flexed as tight as you are on that isometric hold. So you're at the top and you're just like flexing as hard as you can like you're flexing in the mirror, and then keep that flex as you lower the weight down slow. And that's where you're going to get the most muscle breakdown is in that eccentric move- movement. So when I say 3 two, one tempo, that's a six second rep, okay? and. For instance, in our classes, if we do a 60 second circuit, if you're doing a really good slow tempo, six second rep, 60 second station, that's 10 reps, okay? Mm -hmm. Which I I did a class recently because I always teach them and I always like yell at people, I'm like, oh, come on, (laughs) which I can't do the classes very good because I don't work out like that. But I did that and I like did a really slow tempo just so I could elaborate on this. And I would get between 10 and 15 reps on most everything. So the biggest factor when you're doing these exercises, like I said, in the bicep curl is the shoulder. Okay. If your shoulder is, has any movement and you don't isolate the muscle, a lot of times what you're going to get, is, it's called humeral forward glide. So you're humorous. Okay. If you're, for instance, people have a really bad uh, humeral forward glide when they do a back row. Okay, so if you just take a weight and you're doing a bent over back row and when you just yank the weight back, I just see people just throw their elbow up in the, <laughs> like, to the ceiling. Okay, once you do that, like if you're doing that right now and you just drive your elbow back, watch your shoulder, your humerus, watch that glide forward. Okay, so once your humerus glides forward and your elbow, basically your elbow is past your, your spine, you lose all tension in your lat, which you're trying to hit when you do a back row. Okay, so how I cue my clients to do a back row is pull the weight up, Okay, if you're doing a bent over single arm row, pull the weight up and pull, retract your shoulder blade and act like you're trying to put that dumbbell more in your hip mm-hmm. than up around your chest. Because then if you're in your hip, you can retract the glat. and a lot, your lats are like the second biggest muscle group in your body. So, and once, you, once that humerus glides forward, then you lose all tension in your lats. So focus on that form, make sure your shoulders are retracted. And biggest thing too is people want to recruit traps. Okay, how many people are like have a tight neck and tight traps yeah. because everything they do it's all tense and they're all shrugging up? Um, Aaron, you got to talk for a 2nd I'm running out of breath. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> very okay, passionate. I talk. I'm very passionate about this. Well, you know what?
2: That's one of the things we need to talk about with form is your breathing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you know, as you're as you're working on your form. When you brought up the instance about, like, you look like you're only doing half bicep curl, the one I notice that the most whenever I'm watching myself in the mirror is when I'm doing straight bar curls. Yep. Straight bar curls, if you're bringing that curl – if you're bringing that straight bar all the way up and you're almost touching the bar to your chest, Mm -hmm. you've gone about, what – a quarter of the way too far. Too now far. you're literally in a relax. You've taken that tension off of your bicep. where when you're coming back up and you're stopping about three quarters of the way up and you're flexing when you're at that point, that's the top of the movement for that. Mm-hmm. Back to actually breathing, you know, breathe, breathing will help you with your energy throughout yeah. your workout yeah. as well. So, it'll it'll oxygen will, back in your muscles. Yeah, it will yeah. also help you through podcasts too when you breathe while you're talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm working a, on I'm it. I'm going to do an extra show on podcast
3: training. Yeah, I'm yeah, working so on it.
2: So, you inhale before you start talking <laughs> and you exhale. <laughs> <laughs> i just get on roll i can't help it i just, I, get so I just sit back and i'm like yep yep mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, yep yep my head's shaking the whole entire time yep. he's talking by the way so
0: so Pre- all
3: right I'm preach back. on
0: preacher I'm, I'm back i'm back okay uh let's talk about a tricep extension because i see this butchered all the time because i like to superset biceps or triceps a push with the pull and that's the same thing as when like so for instance you're doing a rope push down that's the same form as you want to do with the bicep curl where that, those, your shoulder blades are pinned back, your chest is up, and that upper arm is pinned to your side. And even if you have to have somebody go bear hug you or put a belt around you just so you can't have to feel it, because I do this all the time in my classes. If somebody's doing a bicep curl or doing a tricep push-up or push-down and their shoulders are rolling forward, I'll come behind them, take my big-ass hands on their shoulders, re- pull their shoulder blades back, and hold their upper arm to the side, and they can't even move the weight. Okay, the reason that they're pushing the weight they have on there now is because they're using their shoulders and their upper body to completely push it down where that tension's not even their tricep. Right. You know, so that's one that goes back to what I just said earlier is cut the weight back, focus on the form. When you're down at the bottom of the rep, be able to flex your tricep as tight as you can and then your eccentric motion on a rope pushdown is coming up. So keep that keep that tricep flexed as you're letting it come up and that's where you're going to get the most stop muscle breakdown. 90. I see
2: so many people come all the way back up, stop at 90. Ninety, go back down, squeeze. But with everything that he keeps saying, also that whole entire time, what you're doing is you're
0: keeping your core engaged too. Absolutely, your core so, should be engaged right. all the time in everything you do, everything you do. So I mean, like we do a lot of mountain climbers on our cardio today. Instead of just holding your weight up and just bringing your knees in like you're doing high knees. Flex your abs like you're holding the plank and you're gonna get so much more mm-hmm. out of it. And the only way you can do that is if you're focusing on what you're doing. Like it's working out is as much mental as it is physical. One hundred percent. And I get onto people in classes all the time about talking while they're going through it. I'm like, you're not actually doing it right. You're not actually focusing on what you're trying to do. And I like the older I get, it's like I'm being like a grumpy old man where I'm just being more of <laughs> you're a getting crotchy I'm getting I'm being more of a stickler about it because you know, it, the worst—the worst thing that I cannot stand besides half rep squats, okay—is lat pull downs where they pull it down to their belly oh, button. Oh yeah, it's like a lat pull down, uh, tricep push down hybrid. <laughs> so, <laughs> but if you pull it. You know, a lot of times, too, like talking about if it, it would look like a half rep if you're watching me. When you do a lat pull down, you only need to pull it down to where the lat bar might be around your chin or your mouth. And you're just focusing on your elbows. squeeze, And your chest is always up. And all these things, your chest is up and your shoulders are back. Okay, your shoulders are – it's called depressing and retracting your shoulder blades. Okay, you don't want to – you can – like a lot of people have str- struggled because they try to retract their shoulder blades, but then they elevate them. They don't depress them. Okay. So when they elevate them, guess what's that's doing? That's activating your trap muscles. So, and that's going to lead to, that's going to lead to a bunch of problems. And if you work your, or, or if you overwork your traps, when you're doing shoulder exercises, there's different things. You're just going to look like a meathead because you're going to build up these traps. <laughs> your neck's going to be tight. I have somebody, I have a friend that, that has these traps and they're like, how do I get rid of these traps? I'm like, well, quit using them yeah. and exercises. You're not supposed to lower the weight, focus on the form. And you're gonna get, I'm telling you, you're gonna get so much more out of it. Just like today, like I, my workout today was very uh, specific on on my form and my mind muscle connection. And it's just a game changer. Like I could double the weight, go really fast and not even really feel that much. Then I could cut the weight in half, do a really slow tempo, good contractions. Like on my squats, I was doing a goblet squat. And I sat down three seconds, just like I taught you guys on the, uh, the form one about doing your squats, sit back on your heels, sit your ass back. Like you're sitting in a chair, all your weight should be on your heels. Your knees should not be pressing out over your toe. Your spine should be neutral. And when you come down, you want to come down super slow. So your eccentric motion on your squat is coming down. So it's a three, two, one on the way down. Your isometric hold on your squat is sitting down parallel to the ground or below. Like, don't stop halfway. If you do have to stop halfway, you either one, need to work on your flexibility, okay? So cut the weight in half and just work on body weight squats. I see it too many times where people wanna put all this weight on the bar or they wanna grab all these heavy kettlebells, but they can't get all the way down, okay? Once you can get all the way down, then grab a light kettlebell, okay? Then grab a heavier kettlebell and start to build up from that. But as you sit down, you're three, two, one on the way down, you're sitting down for two seconds and then you can explode up. You can drive up as fast as you want on a squat, but make sure when you're at the top of the rep, and this is a total game changer that I started doing, squeeze your ass like uh, about halfway up from your squat. Start to activate those glutes, and when you get to the top of your rep, get a good ass squeeze like somebody's gonna come smack you with a freaking belt right there across is, your there ass. There you go. Yeah, that belt that they had wrapped around you. Now they're gonna smack it with. Yeah. You. Wow. So, so I was. I, what happens
2: him. at his gym? This is like this is like the fire and brimstone. <laughs> That's right.
0: Form breaching. So I was, uh, <laughs> so I have like my cues for people, okay, and my Ryanisms, my cues or whatever. And one of the things when we're doing glute work is I'm like, squeeze your butter, nobody else will. And then sometimes I'll throw in squeeze your butter. I will like, <laughs> it just really yeah. just really depends. Like when I use the last one, you know, I try to remember <laughs> so they don't get tired of it. And there's new people in class. I might bust it both out. So, but <laughs> when I was listening to this podcast about mind muscle connection, okay. And these guys were like super geeking out, you know, they're talking about like hooking electrodes up to different, wow. different muscles and seeing what type of like neuron firing and everything. And there, what was what was interesting about the podcast is that the explosive movements you got more of a got more firing, and this these are like performance athletes, like doing one rep max on bench, one rep squats on bench, where they're not doing multiple reps. Okay, so that one really heavy one, one really heavy squat, or one, that one really heavy bench press, got a higher um, neuron production or whatever. So it showed that it got you know you fired your muscle more, but like long term, if you just drop a bar down and you and you don't control it on the way down. You may get one second of that quick explosive mo- movement where you get the mi- the muscle firing, but in the long run, it's better off to to have uh, have a lower amount of muscle activation over a long period of time, and that's what the time under tension goes back to. Right. So your muscles fire a lot longer, and when you have a longer time under tension, then you're going to burn more calories because you have to burn I mean, that's your energy source while you're working those muscles. So. You know, and just like anything
2: that we have done in life, we've learned how to do it. So again, going back to the person that's new, that's not a member that's not an anytime member you need to ask questions you need to learn whether it's i'm not a youtube person but i know youtube has every video in the entire world how to do anything on there so youtube it if you don't know how to do a squat correctly youtube it if you don't know how to do a squat correctly go to your gym that you work out at grab somebody that works there ask for help grab a member somebody that you see squatting all the time i guarantee you Unless they're just a jerk in the first place, and you're going to know that before you even ask the question, nobody's going to mind helping you show you how to do something. Everybody's in the gym for the same reason. Everybody was a new person at one time. I started when I was at 16 at Bally's. I didn't know what I was doing. And guess Mm -hmm. what? I watched everybody. I asked the older guys, hey, what's that do? Why you do that for? You know? Uh, you know, the rope pull, you know, the, the rear delt rope pull, uh-huh. you know, I still remember the very first time I ever saw somebody do that. And I went over to him. I was like, What does that work? Uh-huh. So, you know, don't be afraid to go up and ask somebody if you're brand new in a gym, take advantage of the fitness consultation. Learn how to use the machines properly or you're not going to see your results like Absolutely. you want
0: to. Absolutely. And this goes back to like um, athletes. I had a kid the other day, he's had a, he's had a terrible hamstring problem. Like it's hindering him. Like he keeps on pulling it. He could be starting, you know? And so he came in and had a session with me and I swear every exercise that he did, he was doing wrong. Okay. And this is at a good, this is at a good high school football program. I won't name it, but they just never learn. And the way he was squatting and the way he was lifting was what was hurting his hamstring. So I showed him some ways to stretch, I showed him some different ways to squat, and he's like, yeah, I don't even feel that in my hamstring, where it, when he was squatted before, he felt like his hamstring was gonna snap. So it all really goes back to form and technique, and, and it, it's a big problem like in high school and college sports, because it's a macho man competition. Okay, You wanna throw on the weight, you wanna do as much as you can, I see it all the time. But, you know, if you slow it down and that like my son, once he starts working out, I'm going to be a complete grumpy old stickler on form. <laughs> like it's it's going to be bad. But, you know, you get the body mechanics right and you're firing the right muscles. Then it just naturally happens. Like yeah. you don't even have to like you still have to think about it, but you don't have to think about it because your body moves a lot more natural once you focus on it. But I still see it all the time. People just go through the motions. I went to my my. um my gym at my hotel, or not my hotel, my apartment last night just to do some cardio on the treadmill. And there's this guy in there all the time and he's not a very big guy but he walks around like he's a big guy <laughs> and he just Drink, butchered. tank top on? Yeah, no, no, no. No No, on? no, oh, cool. no on. Oh, but he just, he does everything So wrong, but he drops his weights and he like walks around like he's a badass, and I just want to like stop him and be like, okay, dude. Like he was one of those ones I was doing a background. He was throwing his elbow up like he's trying to elbow somebody in the face that's behind him, you know, and it's just, it's just, it's a big problem. Like it's that's why I told you guys I can't go to a regular box gym because I'm so distracted on people doing wrong form just because they don't know Mm -hmm. like if they don't know if you take somebody and you fix their form and you actually okay I want you to fire this muscle that's why as a trainer if you're going to talk to a good trainer they should be giving you cues on what to squeeze like keep your core tight keep your shoulders back everything they should be cueing on that cueing you on that stuff if they're not you might you want to try to find a different trainer because they need that's the benefit of a trainer is them teaching you the correct form so you get the right thing out of it like if I've seen trainers too at other gyms that just are Sitting there letting their clients do like the form wrong. I was at the gym and I had my I had my headphones on, but I turned them off because I wanted to hear what this jackass was saying to this client. <laughs> and he literally showed her how to do lap pull downs where she pulled the bar down past her chest. Wow. And I'm like, and it was just like, like I said, it was nice. that hybrid lat pull-down yeah. tricep pushdown thing. So where it just has injury screaming. Screaming. All yeah. Around. And it's just gonna protract your shoulders even more. It's gonna lead to muscle imbalances. And we talked about this before is kids working out too early it doesn't stunt your growth what it does if you work out too early and you're not doing correct form it 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 causes muscle imbalances which can affect the way you grow it's not going to like if you're if you're meant to be six foot three and you start working out early it's not like you're going to be five ten you know it's 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 the way your body's going to grow and the muscles are going to get tight and you're going to cause muscle imbalances and if you do have a muscle imbalance then the form's not gonna be right anyway, so you have to fix it. So for instance, protracted shoulders. Huge issue. Pro, uh, the most common, the most com- and the reason protracted shoulders are a big deal is because what do we do? Everything's in front of us, okay? Our steering wheel, our computer, how we ride, everything's in front of us. So if you're not sitting there with good posture and sticking your chest out, shoulders back, keeping your core tight, what happens is all these muscles in front start to get tight and they start to pull you forward. And that's going to lead to back pain, that's going to lead to neck pain. Your traps are going to be tight, so you're going to be firing those. And but you got to fix those things. And a muscle imbalance can be fixed. And what do you have to do to fix a muscle imbalance is you have to stretch and you have to strengthen. Stretch and strengthen. So, for instance, with protracted shoulders, that's where your shoulder blades roll forward. Like it's like you roll forward. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like, and women, it's common with women because your boobs and your babies. Like when you have, so. Two bees, Two B's. So, Thirteen, I, actually, I've three. been training for over a decade <laughs> and I never do any chest work with women. Because most of the time, 90% of the time, they have protracted shoulders. So if they are going to try to do a bench press, their frontal delt is so so tight and so predominant that they're not even hitting their chest. They're just making their pro- their shoulders protracted even more. So you know, and So if you have protracted shoulders, you need to strengthen your back muscles. You need to strengthen your rear delts. You need to strengthen your rhomboids. You need to strengthen these muscles in the back, and then you need to stretch everything in front. Okay, and then eventually it'll take time. Like my ex-wife, she had terrible protracted shoulders. It literally took years to get her shoulders to where they're normal. And it's just practice. You know, it's like when you're driving down the road, or if you're doing things, sit your ass up, pull your shoulder blades back, and stick your chest out. It may feel weird at first, but creating those habits is really gonna like let like if you if you're retracting shoulder blades. While you're retracting your shoulder blades, you're firing those muscles. So they're going to start to activate more, okay? And what you're doing in the front, if your shoulder blades are pulled back, those start to stretch out a little bit. So it's just, it's just practice and it takes time. And I get it that it's hard to do. Like I know... Like for me, I'm a hypocrite sometimes when I say this stuff. Like it, it it like I know I could fix the plantar fasciitis in my foot if every day I just rolled it, I stretched I might have it. I told you where you could go I to. I could gas in and release it. I could do that, but it's just it's hard to remember to do right. every day. It just depends on how much you want to do with it, but pick the right exercises where you can where you can perform them right or you're going to your injuries are just going to like get worse. It leads me right to this. If you want a new life, you have to get a new lifestyle. There you go. I like it. Ooh. Boom. I mean. you got the quotes.
2: You know, I went back through some books today. I, mean, <laughs> I, I love quotes, and I feel like lately we, we've gotten off track a little you know, bit on the who, quotes. Who so. needs
3: Jody Roo? We got you. That's right. <laughs> well, he'd be a little bit more entertaining. Well, <laughs> <right? laughs> miss you, Jody. <laughs> yeah, Jody Roo.
0: Yep. So uh, another with protracted shoulders, another uh, common muscle imbalance is uh, anterior pelvic tilt, and the, uh, anterior pelvic tilt. It's uh, I. You know what I say? This causes is saggy mom butt. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> saggy mom butt. Nobody likes saggy mom butt. And you. And most women have protracted shoulders boobs and babies and then they have uh anterior pelvic tilt most of the time because of babies when they when you're carrying that load up in front what happens is your quads get tight your hip flexors get tight from holding the baby and it takes your pelvis and it shifts it forward so if you think about it like i always demonstrate it the way like hold your hands up like you got your hands around something and if your pelvis shifts forward so it shifts down it raises it up and back and what that does when it raises it up your pelvis up and back it stretches out those glutes muscles Okay, so those glute muscles are the underactive muscles when your hip flexors and your quads are the overactive muscles. Okay, what it causes, it causes problems in the front and the back. So when it, it causes problems in the back because your glutes are stretched out and they're not firing, so you're not getting full glute activation. So if you have an anterior pelvic tilt and you have trouble firing your glutes, so if you laid on the ground and did a butt bridge, okay, and you can't feel your ass burning from like lifting up in the air and squeezing it, then you have underactive glutes and you should be laying on the ground and doing hip thrusters all the time. And just like Jody Rue would say in the classes, don't just impregnate the air, don't just hump the air. Is what Jody used to say. Okay, so you want to you want to be able to come up and like I said, with all this stuff, it may look like it's half a rep because your hips aren't in the up in the air, but if you do if you shoot your hip, you hip your shoot your hips up too high, then you're not going to be able to activate your glutes. Put your mind in your muscle, put your mind in your butt, lift them up, squeeze those glutes and get those glutes firing and it's going to help pull your pelvis back down. And the problem it causes in front is it stretches out your lower abs. So you're not getting any lower ab activation. So if you do like leg lifts or do exercises in front, you're probably only feeling it in your hip flexors, okay? You're not feeling it in your lower abs because those, those lower abs, are stretched out as well because that pelvis is tipped, uh, is tilted forward. Strengthen your glutes stre- and stretch your hip flexors. And when you squat, you're probably all quad squatting. You're not glute squatting. So that goes back to focusing on your squat form, where you're sitting back like you're sitting in the chair and letting your squat, letting your 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 glutes help on the squat and not your quads. So if you're doing leg day and you feel like you're squatting and all you're doing is getting sore quads, then we got a problem. You need to take a step back and, and do these stretches that we talk about. But tight hip flexors are a huge problem. You know, so if you're somebody that has a uh, lower ab pooch and a saggy ass, then you probably have an anterior
2: pelvic tilt. I got a bad deal with my uh, hamstrings. I start doing hams at all, hammies at all, mm-hmm. and
0: I instantly want to cramp. Yep. Yep. It's just flexibi- flexibility. Like, you want to stretch them and foam roll them? Oh, no. Yeah. I need to do that. If you did it consistently, like my foot, then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm hard to g- do. It's hard <laughs> to do. You know, I own a lot of foam rollers, and I've never used one. Maybe yeah. once. Yeah. I get on it, then I get pissed because it hurts, and they leave. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it real. <laughs> yeah, so stretch, strengthen, focus on your I'm form. A roll tonight. Yeah,
3: oh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll do it with you. No, I probably won't. Uh, all right, right, right. we're gonna try something new. Are we gonna? I'm gonna go home tonight. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try doing squats the right way. Body, body go. weight squats. Yep. there you go. And tell me how it feels. Yep. Well, I'm, I, no, I'm going to call you crying. And Ryan, <laughs> yeah. Ryan and I are going to yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> foam roll together. I'll stretch your
0: hammy. Here, lay on your back. Woo! Put your leg up. <laughs> A little bit more. Further. You better squeeze your ass or I will, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> uncle. <laughs> uncle. Uncle. <laughs> but th- but in all seriousness this is a big deal guys it you is. need to like you need to focus on your form I see it all the time slow it down like practice firing your muscles. ask questions ask questions. think about in any upper body movement you need to do you need to be focused on where your shoulders are at okay you need to be keeping them retracted like because the reason you retract your shoulder blades is because that's how our bodies are naturally supposed to be our shoulder blades are supposed to be back it should be straight across from your shoulder to shoulder but if you're rolled forward and you're and you're going through the motions where you're getting a lot of shoulder movement on a tricep push down or anything on a bench press anything you're doing if you're doing an overhead press and you're getting uh, you're elevating your trap slot you're doing it wrong lower the weight just go through the motions until you can feel the right muscle firing and then once you be once you're able to make that mind muscle connection and fire that muscle you're trying to use then you can add a little bit more load then you can add more then you can add more and then if you get to a point where it's too heavy and you and your, your form is screwed up and you're recruiting other muscles then take it back down like you don't have to just keep on adding weight if your form's shitty okay do it practice it just do it just do it if you guys need to know how to do this stuff right i'm going to be putting out a lot more workout videos we did one on I need uh, to upload those on our uh Shred pocket. we do yeah yeah we do we did one the other day with my little brother josh and it was like lat raises and i got three or four messages right after we put that out the people that were doing lat raises wrong and so uh, i I see the benefit of it just need to well it helped me on
2: that one i I still never know what it's called
0: straight on my pull down yeah there you yeah i watched that video and then saw you the next day and asked questions yeah exactly and he's been working out for yeah i know your I'm, whole life so i'm just you i can always <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can always improve and you can always hone in your game it's like somebody that just gets into anything like karate or yoga or anything you don't start out as a master right. but the more you practice it and the more you hone in your game then the better it's going to be somebody yeah. thought i was you again yesterday did they yeah all right, at? Waving at me, <laughs> <laughs> Waters. Hey, Shred.
2: <laughs> it happens all the time. I just people. saw a
0: guy with muscles and, big, and tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back at you uh, next week with some good material. Hey, I'm tuning in live. This
1: that by Rue Anthony. Wake up in the morning, get that daily inspiration. One day at a time, we stay on our grind. You
3: have been listening to Shred with host Ryan Waters along with Aaron Simpson and Jody Rue. The Shred Podcast is produced by Nick Parker and the Fredcast Network. Subscribe to Shred on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or most any of your favorite podcast apps. Have a topic, idea or question for Ryan and the gang?
1: Connect with us on Facebook at Shred Podcast. Get that daily inspiration One day at a time We stay on our grind Humble all the time, then we all gon' shine. I'm tuning in live. It's at Words by rule and Wake up in the morning, get that daily inspiration. One day at a time, we stay on our grind. Humble all the time, then we all gon' shine. I'm tuning in live. Johnny Wayne Studios. It's at Words by rude and Ooh, if you don't know. Now you know, this ain't worth our rule, Too fresh, too, too clean. Any your mouth, let's let 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 Switch, swash. Swash. Switch swash, Switch swash. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>